Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes! Yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or listen to the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's a Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Today is Monday, August 7th, 2023. It was, I just had this up, 108 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday, too. You can pick a baseball player, a football player, or a hockey player. Uh, we'll go football. Happy birthday to Channel View's own Jalen Hurts. Oh, nice. Jalen Hurts turns 25 today. Oh, my. 25-year-old Jalen Hurts. 25. That it's also hurts. Mike Trout's birthday. It's okay. 32. Uh, it's episode 1,000. We get to see him next week. Do we? Is he back? Uh, oh, yeah. I think he's back. I think he's back. It's episode 1,626. On today's show, folks, we got headlines from across the state, including there were some uh, some additional realignment ripples. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. Plus some, some, some very, very late... A very late coaching change and then some other coaching news in the high school ranks. We'll get into that. In the back half of the program, uh, back at coaching school, we caught up with the head coach of the Mesquite Horn Jaguars, Coach Courtney Allen. We will hear from Coach Courtney Allen coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Andrew Christensen, Ed McElroy, Aaron Arbuckle, and Zill0678. Welcome in, fellas, lady fellas, robots. Welcome in, everybody. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your Monday here with us. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like in that last. No, it's not the last Monday of summer because like a lot of teachers and are back at school today. Yeah. Is your mom back at school today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't start until tomorrow with kids, but today's teacher mm-hmm. work day. Mm-hmm. But they started last week. Fully. Last week, of, so yep. her summer's been over for a, for a minute. Yep. Yeah, her yep. summer's been over for a week. It's a tough scene. It's a tough. Scene. Most most schools up in DFW are starting on the on this Thursday. That's mm-hmm. crazy. They're starting on the eighth and the tenth this year. That's so early. 
They do get out before Memorial Day, though. Most all schools that are starting this yeah, early. And Memorial Day. The calendar Day, also falls a little strangely this the year. Mother, because Memorial Day is the 27th this year, which means... or You know what I mean. The next yeah. Memorial Day is the 27th, which means that if they go until the Friday, that means their last day would be May 24th. Mm-hmm. And that's early. Which is just like... I just remember getting out like... June seventh. Yeah, like we June used 7th to get out June. Yep. Yeah, June or, or maybe you know it might be late, 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 like the last day of May or mm-hmm. something. But anyway, anyway, all right. Let's get to some headlines from across the state of Texas, and this is this is um, kind of adjacent to Texas, but will obviously have some impact on the way that uh, that that college football operates in the state of Texas, and that's uh, the latest realignment trauma. So this all went down. Uh, we talked about it last Monday about Colorado um, announcing that they were going to be leaving the Pac-12 and joining the Big 12. Last Monday, last Tuesday, one of the days. And um, and joining the Big 12. And we said on this program, please look for an additional move. Mm-hmm. There was going to be an additional move. And we, we highlighted four teams to keep an eye on. Three in the Pac-12. Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. And then one in who's where's can where's UConn are they can are they independent in football yeah they're big east in basketball yeah yeah they're then they're independent football yep um or UConn um and there was all this rum all these rumblings that came down in the middle of the week about how the Pac-12 is falling apart a lot of this has to do with the fact that they have still don't have a tv deal going forward uh, after this after this year they still don't have a tv deal um but that there was all this rumbling that the Pac-12 is going to fall apart, that the quote-unquote four-corner schools, Utah and the Arizona, the Arizonas, were going to be bolting. They're going to be leaving. Thursday morning, kind of the tune changed, and there was this renewed hope and this renewed optimism from the Pac-12 people that, never mind, they've got a plan, they're all going to come together and talk about the TV deal, and then they're going to all hold together. These final nine schools there at the Pac-12, um, because remember USC and UCLA are leaving, Colorado leaving the Pac-12 or Big 12. With those nine remaining schools, you can hold if you hold those teams together. Add in a San Diego State, add in a Boise, maybe. Um, you know, you can hold it together. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if if you were to go and 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 hold that together. If you, if you could hold that together. But then, kind of in a cavalcade flurry of moves that I think followed that, from what I understand, that Pac-12 meeting on the TV deal, in which apparently they went to them and said that they were going to be on Apple TV and that their revenues were going to be tied to the amount of subscribers that they had. That's a nightmare. I mean, that's just a nightmare. Um... That's when it was abandoned ship, mm-hmm. and everyone ran for the lifeboats. Yeah, rightfully so. Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah all announced they were joining the Big Twelve. They're all going to join the Big Twelve starting in 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 twenty twenty four. Oregon and Washington did some negotiating through the media, mm-hmm. and got themselves a pretty sweet deal, mm-hmm. where they will now be landing the Big Ten, the which, Big Eighteen, which now leaves. The forgotten four. Four teams left in the Pac-12. Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State. Now, there are people, to tie this back locally, there are people who are probably getting real Southwest Conference vibes from this. Mm -hmm. 
because this is a lot of how the Southwest Conference played, which is that the Big Eight and the Southwest Conference more or less kind of decided to merge, and there were teams that were on the outside looking in. TCU, Houston, SMU. It took TCU decades to get back into a power conference after kind of wandering the wilderness. It took Houston decades to get back into a power conference. SMU still trying to get back into a power conference. I want to, and you don't need this from me, certainly, but I want to, if you're looking for somebody to give you permission, I will give you permission to think that this sucks. It's okay to look at this situation and look at the state of college football and say, this sucks. That what we're seeing now is functionally two power conferences. Like the Big 12, that's great. They are not on the same level as the Big 10 and the SEC. That's not really up for debate. Look at the revenues. It's not really up for debate. You're having these two power conferences, and then you have the ACC and the Big 12. You're having a 100-year conference in the Pac-12, Pac, formerly the Pac-10, um, just die. I mean, who knows? Cal and Stanford, I think, have an opportunity to land somewhere. Oregon State and Washington State are screwed. Like, they're going to they're gonna join the Mountain West. Yeah, because even geographically, theirs just doesn't play in anyone's favor. No, no, no. None of those teams do. No, I mean, with Cal and Stanford, at the very least, there is an academic prestige that comes along with it. And Stanford wins a lot of championships in a lot of different things. Cal, too. And so there's, there's, there's some value there. Washington State and Oregon State, they're up a creek. Like, they are, they are somebody, I think it was Stuart Mandel tweeted something stupid this weekend about how he thought this was like relegation, except like relegation is not about necessarily like who pays the most. It's about who right. succeeds on the field. But if you want to talk about being knocked down to the group of five, like Washington State and Oregon State's days as a power, as a power team are, are done. Like it's over for them. And it's, it's okay, I think, to look at this and just say that this kind of sucks and that college football is not in a healthy place. Um, I was listening to, I want to make sure I give credit to uh, Split Zone Duo who had a really smart podcast about this. And a lot of what this comes back to is that there is no central governing authority in college football. Do you know who runs college football? The governing body bodies of college football? The TV networks. They're the college football commissioners. They're the ones who created the college football playoff. They're the ones who are ultimately deciding who's in what conferences. The TV networks, like ESPN, Fox, CBS, NBC, they're the ones who run it. They run college football. And, like, we've known that for a while, but to see it fleshed out in, in a real way, it just, just kind of sucks. And I think it's okay to say that it sucks. Um, you know, I think you need to give – I think some credit is due – not some credit. A lot of credit is due to the Big 12 and Brent Yormark. Brent Yormark. keep saying Brent. Brett Yormark, who looked at the writing on the wall and said that it's better to be early than to be late. And for years and years, we, under the previous administration, under Bob Bowlesby, we sat here on this program and lamented 
how the Big 12 was always reactive. They were always reactive. They were never on the front foot. Like, they lose Colorado and Nebraska. Okay, we'll hold it 10 teams. Then they lose um, Texas A&M and Missouri. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, now we got to go grab some teams. They get TCU, they get West Virginia, right? Now, certainly, you can look at this recent flurry of activity as a direct result of Texas and Oklahoma leaving. Certainly. But, it lo- Brett Yormark looked around and said, only one of these two conferences is going to survive. The Pac-12 or the Big 12. And it might as well be us. Mm-hmm. Which is why they moved up and basically renewed their, their TV rights and jumped the line in front of Pac-12 and sent the Pac-12 scrambling for their own TV deal. Now there's a lot of different... I won't get into the specifics of the, of the Pac-12 TV situation, which has been a disaster since Larry Scott was in charge of the Pac-12. All this is to say that give the Big 12 credit for being proactive and saying, we're not going to wait for our teams to get poached. We're going to go poach your teams. And they did that. They're adding four teams. And by the way, I still don't, they may add UConn. UConn makes a lot of sense. If they just want to go and make their own, especially from a basketball perspective, a power conference, they could absolutely do that. It is a, it's a, it's a brave new world in college football. Obviously, the playoff, the expanded playoff is going to make this so that conferences matter less and less. But if you are somebody who misses the days of the Southwest Conference, right, and you thought that college football was better than the days of the Southwest Conference, there are people on the West Coast right now who are experiencing that right now. And it sucks. And it's okay to think that it sucks. And that college football is in a worse place holistically than it was before this. I think that's okay. Um, Because that's what I've been thinking about. I just think that, I just think it kind of sucks. And by the way, there was another really smart piece that I wish I could could credit it, but it was, was, I want to say it was like a Wake Forest writer, but I read it. About how there is an inevitability of another thing that's coming down the pike. And I want to make sure we put this on wax here. So, these conferences and these conference TV deals, which are sculpted ultimately by, by the television networks, they are a conglomeration of rights and, and, and the, the types of... They're a conglomeration of these schools and, and the reason that... The, and these brands, fundamentally. And the reason that Texas and OU went to the SEC is that they wanted to join that stronger brand and the reason the SEC is welcoming them in is that they believe that Texas and Oklahoma have their own strong brand to make their product better. Right? We are not far away from teams getting kicked out of power conferences. Vanderbilt, watch your back. Wake Forest, watch your back. Rutgers, watch your back. If this is truly the the way that college football operate is going to operate, and there's no sign it's going to slow down, and it is going to be as cutthroat as this is, then what is to keep the Big 12 from saying, we don't need you anymore, West Virginia. And that's all fun to think about until it's your team. And 
I don't know that there's any brand in the Big 12 that's left that is overwhelmingly strong enough to be locked and loaded and for sure never going to get kicked out of the Big 12 if it comes to that. Because let's just say Florida State wanted to join the Big 12, but you got to kick out a team to do it. Brett Yormark will do that. That's the inevitability of what's coming, guys. That's what's next. And it is a vicious world in college football that is only going one direction. And as TV money gets squeezed more and more, and there are a limited, there are more limited resources available to conferences. Everyone's going to have a knife. And everyone's going to need to make sure that they're ready to fight because college football is becoming a very, it's a, it's a, it's a, confederacy of independent teams, independent operations that all have their best interest at heart with no governing body other than a t- other than TV networks who have a monetary like reason like a, mon- a reason to be in this monetarily and that is kerosene on a funeral pyre potentially so I watched this stuff with the realignment this weekend and it's interesting to gawk at and certainly we'll talk about what Arizona means as a Big 12 member and does Utah become a power in the new Big 12? We'll talk about that. There's plenty of time for that. But if you take a step back, college football, the college football landscape got more dangerous for your favorite team unless you are one of the very, very tippy top teams this weekend. Anyway, elsewhere across the state of Texas. There was a pretty late coaching change, which is uh, a little surprising, um, I think, uh, out east. Let's talk about what's going on in Greenville. This was back on August 1st. Um, Greenville, uh, Darren Duke announced his retirement uh, last Tuesday. Came down that he announced his retirement. Um, he has spent uh, the last twenty years there as an assistant, uh, and then the last since twenty sixteen, he's been their head coach. Um, went two and eight this past year, uh, but he decided to retire on August one. Two days later, Greenville made a hire, which they needed to because like practice is going on for everybody today. Regardless, like every every Texas high school football team can practice today. Greenville uh, has hired uh, Randy Jackson to be their next head coach. Randy Jackson uh, has been retired from high school football since 2020. He bounced around. I saw him at coaching school. He bounced around. He was coaching in Germany um, the past couple of uh, years. Um, said he really enjoyed it, but he's coming back home to Texas. He's going to take over the Greenville Lions. He's 170 and 78. Had a couple really good years at North Forney at Mesquite Poteet. Um and has been in the high school football world, knows his way around high school football. Um, but uh, there you have it. Randy Jackson's going to be the next head coach there at uh, Greenville after a surprising kind of late retirement uh, from Darren Duke. And finally, uh, this came down just today. We've talked a lot about um, 
we've talked a lot about the um, about what's going on in Wichita Falls. If you don't know, to reset, Wichita Falls ISD is going through a massive overhaul right now. Mm-hmm. They have three high schools, Wichita Falls High, Old High. Uh, they have Ryder High School, and they have Hershey High School, three high schools. At the end of this school year, 2023-2024, they're going to close all three of the schools, and they are going to open two brand new high schools. So they're going to take three kind of older high schools, varying degrees of old, uh, close them all, and move all three of those schools, consolidate them into two brand new high schools that they've built. Uh, I don't remember what the names of them are quite yet, but they are like, I, I want to say they're kind of boring, to be real honest. They're, they're not, it was like Wichita Falls North or something like that. Anyway. Yeah, I think they were very directionally based, yeah, uh, not they're... necessarily like named after someone no, or anything. Or, or even like with Frisco, like Independence or, yeah. or, or Liberty. Well, Wichita Falls ISD has been looking for a new athletic director, and they found one in a familiar place. Uh, Wichita Falls ISD has hired uh, Grant Freeman to be their next athletic director. Wichita Falls, uh, he's, of course, a friend of Dave Campbell's Texas football. He's been the head coach at Wichita Falls uh, for the past few years, done a great job there, uh, took them to the regional final last year. Um, in a terrific run with the Coyotes, uh, the, the father of Dub the Coyote. He is going to be the next uh, athletic director at Wichita Falls ISD. Um, now, he is still going to coach. He's got, For 2023, the final year of Old Hot, he is still going to coach the Coyotes. To be clear, this is not a coaching change. There will technically be three coaching changes because three schools are closing and two are opening. But Grant Freeman is going to be the new athletic director at Wichita Falls ISD. Congratulations to him. Um, our friend Grant Freeman is going to be the next uh, athletic director there at Wichita Falls ISD. Again, he's going to coach the, the Coyotes in 2023, their final year of existence. And then he's going to move into an AD-only role there at Wichita Falls ISD. So Pumped congratulations him. to him. Yes, very, very happy for him. Well and, deserved. And that is headlines from across the state. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Now, a word from these goods and services. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. The Gambling Gauchos are a Texas Tech podcast serving you money lines, memes, and Metador content on Twitter, YouTube, and stakingtheplains.com. Well, let's put it this way they pay me off in tortillas, I'm going to shoot them right in the eye. 
If you're looking for more Big 12 sports content from a host who wants a 25 tacos in 20 minutes and another that can provide a taco bites per minute analytical breakdown of the feat, then Rob and Kyle are the host for you. New episodes every Sunday and Thursday on the Republic of Football podcast feed. While we're back at the THSE Coaching School and Convention in Houston, uh, back a couple of weeks ago, we caught up with a number of coaches at the DCTF booth. One of them, the head coach uh, of the Mesquite Horn Jaguars, Coach Courtney Allen. In his first year there uh, with the Jaguars, uh, he matched their previous their win total from the previous three seasons combined. Uh, eight wins in 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021 combined. Eight and three in his first season there with the Jaguars. Uh, excited to see what's next for uh, Courtney Allen uh, there at Mesquite Horn. Here's our conversation with Mesquite Horn head coach Courtney Allen here on Texas Football Today. Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, back here at the Texas High School Coaches Association and Convention here in beautiful Houston, Texas, here with the head coach of the Mesquite Horn Jaguars, Coach Courtney Allen. Uh, coach, appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us. Good to see you. Man, you know, I got to spend time with you, though. Yeah, we got to hang out. We got to hang out. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was getting on to Wheeler. I was like, where is Coach Allen at? Wheeler's like, oh, he's, you, were, you were at a basketball lecture just yep, now, weren't yep, you? Yeah, we had both our uh, boys and girls coaches speaking okay. today. How'd, how'd they do? They did a good job? Man, we got the best coaches in the world at home. There you go. There you go. Well, that's yeah. a that's a good thing. I saw your athletic director, Cody Groves, mm-hmm, yesterday. So mm-hmm. I, I told him I, I had uh, some plans to come to Mesquite ISD and see uh, the Horn Jaguars play this year. Right. Uh, as you know, Mesquite ISD among the media is uh, amongst the, our favorites. We love coming to games in Mesquite. But, hey, we want anytime we you come to a game, man. We feel like we big time. So nah, that's that's <laughs> that's when uh, that's when Roach and those guys uh, show up. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's when those you know, guys. Roach, show that's up. my dude too. Yeah, we, we, we me and Roach and Powers. We uh, me Roach Powers, Powers and Col- yeah. Colin Simmons. We were. Out, out and about last night. Oh, really? we, we, we were making we were making the rounds last oh, night. Oh man, yeah. So uh, first off, coach, uh, coaching school is always a big deal. It's really kind of the start of the season and kind of lets everybody know that, that mm-hmm. when you when you leave here, it's kind of time to flip the switch and, and get you, you kind of head out of summer summer mode into yeah. fall mode, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So for us, uh, it's kind of a different year for us. Uh, the the start of the we had spring ball, so the start of practice is August seventh. And the start of the first day of school is August seven, so okay. we have no time to waste. When we get back, we we hitting the ground running, getting ready so, to go. So you won't have the, you, you won't get to do those. The, nobody does two days anymore. They, right. I guess they kind of do the long yeah. longer days mm-hmm. where they kind of. But you guys mm-hmm. are starting school so early, but yeah. but I, mean, I guess it's a, it's a good thing and a bad thing because you'll have the kids on campus right already. Right. Yeah, it'll be different though, you know, because you know usually you'll get maybe ten days before school start, but. This time we're getting right into it. So, so they've well, been the kids been there all summer though. So yeah, yeah, it, it, it'll be fine. I mean, kids need routine. Do you feel like maybe maybe it's an advantage because because you're starting school, so they'll already be in that routine because uh, you, you can kind of get them in that flow and kind of get them get them where they need to be, uh, get going. Especially the freshmen, right? They need, yeah, they need you know when we start right? we start the freshmen on July 31st. So you give them a week, give right? them a week. Yeah, so we'll get them going and and get them in a scrimmage set up at Red Oak and you know let them get. The, Play a little ball before school starts. Those are the ones that the third day of school really gonna bother. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that might be late, late right. getting to the field house. Yeah, I already know. Then you have to get on to them a little bit mm-hmm. and let, let them know that that's not the standard, right? It's not the standard, man. So, so you you will have a, a second freshman scrimmage for your freshman guys. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. How big is that? The UIL giving they did that about I don't know seven or eight years ago where they let the freshmen even if you had spring football they would allow the freshmen to come in mm-hmm. when the small schools are starting up. Yeah, I mean it, it's good. You know, this is the transition. You know, they know us. We know them. You know, they've been there all summer, but 
to actually just spend that one-on-one time to coach them. You know, from the, the varsity staff on down, all their attention is on those kids. Uh, so it, it, it's good for them. Okay. okay. You know, so I, I, I'm a big fan of it. Last year was your first year there at Horn. Yep. Th- this offseason, how, how much more smooth has everything gone? Because you, you got your feet on the ground, mm-hmm. you got your, your staff established. How, how much how much more just of, of a nor- quote-unquote normal offseason has it been for you guys? Oh, it was everything. Uh, you know, last year getting there, I was pretty there by myself. You know, uh, a couple of guys from the previous staff stayed to help, you know, which was which was great for those guys. Yeah. And I'll be indebted to them forever because for they, they didn't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, but now having my guys here with me, it was like clockwork, you know, just getting it in and just keep working on the culture, working on the kids. Uh, and, and people kind of know what you're looking for. You're not really teaching again. Uh, so that was huge. And then looking at, and then you guys had a successful season because mm-hmm. I know we talk a lot. And when you first got there, you were drinking from a fire hose a little bit. You get your heads on a, you're, you're going 100 miles an right. hour. Now you, you've had that chance to, but you still had that ability to have a great season and get and get to the playoffs and turn that thing around after a couple of down years mm-hmm. at Horn. But I know for you, as competitive as you are. Getting to the first round of the playoffs, finishing second in district is not not where you want to be. You want to win the district championship and then get into the playoffs and make a deep playoff run. Yeah. With your, your your ball club that you have back, with all the experience you have coming back, what do you think is going to be the key to make to living up to those expectations? Because I have, I personally have high expectations for you guys, but how do you, how do you you know what do you need to do to, to live up to those expectations? Well, I think. The, the biggest thing, first of all, I appreciate you with yeah, the yeah, expectations. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I didn't do it because I, I like you. I, I nah, like your football team. Right, yeah. right. No, nah, it's our business. You know that in love, too. But, you know. But it means more, though. It does. I, yeah. It does. Whenever Step says something, it's, it's, it's gold. But, you know, looking at this team coming back um, that, we, that we've that we assembled now, man, it's, it's more so about growing some of the best talent that we have in our program of young guys. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was telling the coach earlier today, the first four games are going to be so crucial for us. It's non-district games. You, you're never going to go out there trying to lose a game. No. But you're way too kids, competitive for right, that. Right, right. But this is the most varsity-ready group of sophomores that I've ever coached in my life. So getting those guys, those quality reps. So to, to answer your question, their growth over those first four games are going to set the standard of what this team is really going to look like uh, when we go to the uh, district. You, you open uh, – Run, run me through your non schedule real quick. Uh, Who do you have? Well, we, we scrimmage Den Ryan. Okay. Uh, we play Plano West, Arlington Bowie, Tyler High, and Arlington High. Arlington High. High. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Arlington mm-hmm. game is the one I might I might be at. So, okay. uh, tough non schedule, good teams. Mm-hmm. They'll prepare you for your district because your yeah. district is tough as yes, well. You got yes. a lot of I – mean, I, I talked to um, Coach Harris earlier, and he, mm-hmm. he talked about how tough the district is. It is. It, it's week in and week out. It's kind of a grind. and But that grind would, will have you guys ready for the playoffs. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, when you look at you, – you start at it, when you do the scrimmages, man, you know I want to I want to put my team in front of somebody tough, and you know we were fortunate enough that Coach Hennigan and I were both looking for a, a opponent, and it worked out, and so I think it'll be good for both of us to set the tone going into our seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, you don't want to just breeze through stuff because you get to the playoffs, your team not ready. Yeah, you know, so uh, I think we have a good enough schedule to get us ready, and just we got to go play our game. You want people to you want people in non-district especially to expose your warts, right? Absolutely. Because you. 
you can fix it then, right? Absolutely. If you don't get exposed and you're 10-0 and 0, and then in the first round of the playoffs you get exposed, well, you're airing up basketballs, Absolutely. right? Yep. So you want to play people like that because you, if, you, if you get exposed in September, you can fix it, right? Absolutely, man. And, and, and that, that's what the name of the game, man, is can we improve over these four weeks before those games really count? Okay. You know, okay. so that that's where we dig into the detail a lot, trying to find out what is it going to take for us to make a run through district yeah. before we can make a run in the playoffs. You can't make a run in the playoffs unless you make no. a run in the district, right? No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Final question for you, Coach. You're you're a foodie like me. You like yeah. to eat. We like we like to we like to get good food on the road. Yep. So, uh, and I know you, you we, when you were going, you went to Texas Tech's clinic. You guys yep. called me in Abilene, <laughs> and you're look, looking for a place to eat. What what are now, I love Mesquite. You know, they feed us in Mesquite ISD very, very, very well. I'm sure your assistant coaches have told you about yeah, this. And yeah, I don't, I don't get to eat it, right, but they do, right? I mean, well, it, here's the thing, though, Coach. If, if somebody brought you a plate down, if you were up 50, it probably wouldn't look too good, you know, mm-hmm. for, for, for the right. media. So you got to kind of – you just yeah. got to kind of let let, yeah. let let your guys in the press box uh, right. have at it. But right. outside of the stadium, if I'm coming to a game and you're in your part of town, Cartwright, you know, if I'm coming over there, is there any, 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 spe- any spots I got to hit up pregame? All right, so it's two spots. Uh, over there by Harris, have you ever had Mesquite Barbecue? No, I've heard of it, but I've never had Mesquite Barbecue. Try that. Okay. It's, it's is that, is that over by Mesquite High? It's right next to Mesquite High. It's like right okay. across. They mess with me every time I come over there. Because you're, you you're wearing your horns. Man, I go over there on lunch all the time. Because it's a bunch of Skeeters over there, yeah. right? Yeah. Dude, yeah. dude charged me up the first time I went in there. <laughs> My son played DN. We gonna beat y'all. I said, all right, cool. So I'm gonna beat this sandwich real quick. But the food know? is good though, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. What, what's your go-to sandwich? What do you get? Because lunch, no. lunch, you can't go too hard so, at lunch. So no, I'm gonna tell you what. Nah, I do, man. I, okay. Yeah, You're a wrong. big lunch guy. I be wrong, man. Okay. Wrong. P- pickle, so, pickle makes fun because I'm a big lunch guy too. Dude, I love big lunch. So no, I get, I get the uh, baked potato, right? Okay. But I get uh, two ways. I get it with uh, the the beef and links or beef and. Uh, chicken. They okay. cut it up. Ah, oh, dude, try okay. trust me. Cheat it fully loaded with the cheese and the sour cream and the onions listen, and chives listen, and all listen. that. Depending on what time I eat it during the day, man, I got to go for a walk because I may yeah. go to sleep in that Yeah, office, you don't want you know? the itis, right? Yeah, ooh, yeah, the itis yeah. will dump yeah. on you, man. Right. What's, the, what's the other spot? Okay, so it's a Mexican food spot right by Horn called Diaz de los Tacos. Okay. Let me tell you, sir. Okay. It's everything you want. Okay. What, what's your what's your go-to taco order? You got one yet, or do you, or well, do you, you go, get every, you, everything? You get the Taco Tuesday, obviously. You know, obviously Taco Tuesday. Yeah, they yeah. Got the quesadillas, the rice and beans. Oh man, listen, I'm I'm hungry right now. Steak or chicken? Both. That's my I'm a, I'm a both guy too. Both, bro. I I, I, I say why, why not have both, right? Yeah, why not both. get both? If I, I can get both, both. I, I want both. So. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right, yeah. coach. We appreciate your time. Uh, congratulations, all the success in 2022. Yes. Good luck in 2023, yes, and Thank we appreciate you. what you do for student athletes already in the state of Texas. Same here to you, brother. There he is, Courtney Allen, head coach of the Mesquite Horn Jaguars, our guest there at the DCTF booth at the THSEA Coaching School and Convention in Houston a couple weeks ago. We sure appreciate his time. Excited to see what the Jaguars do in year two after uh, what it was a really terrific leap in year one. So appreciate his time, as always. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, I know football's not necessarily starting this week from a streaming perspective, mm-hmm. but if you are getting the itch of just being ready to be back into the fall sports mm-hmm. schedule, um, we will have the John Turner Classic Volleyball Tournament on TexanLive.com this weekend. We will be broadcasting close to about 300 volleyball games in the span of three days. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, our guys will be out there at some of the best volleyball across the state. So if that interests you, please go to TexanLive.com comment this weekend and get your volleyball on interesting so it's like is it is it one of those 
tournaments where there's kind of like games all day? Or is yeah. There, okay. Yeah, there's 12. We'll have streaming uh, setups on 12 different courts going all day long. Um, there's usually about eight games on each court. So we'll be right about 300 games okay. um, of volleyball you can watch this weekend on TexanLive.com. TexanLive.com. It's getting going uh, right now, folks. So go check that out. That's going to do for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Courtney Allen, head coach of the Mesquite Horn Jaguars for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.